0: VetGirl here. If you like our veterinary CE podcast, we would love to get a review from you on iTunes. So please take the time to go there right now, write us a short review. We really appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you soon. In today's VetGirl podcast, we review whether or not venous blood gas parameters such as anion gap, base excess, lactate, etc., predict survival in veterinary patients. When animals are initially presented to the emergency room, the extent of their condition often cannot be fully assessed without additional diagnostics. Is there a way we can handle questions from pet owners regarding the financial investment in their pet's medical treatment, such as prognosis and anticipated costs of medical care, based on evidence-based medicine? We strive to look for indicators in our physical examination findings and in our initial diagnostic workup such as preliminary lab work or quick assessment tests to help bolster our understanding of the patient's prognosis. But presently, veterinary medicine is greatly lacking in these indicators of mortality and disease severity. In the veterinary emergency room, blood gases are a quick and easy piece of lab work that can be obtained relatively quickly at the time of triage for dogs and cats. So Cohen and all out of UC Davis wanted to look at the information that can be obtained off a simple blood gas analysis for possible predictors of mortality. In this retrospective study, they looked at plasma lactate concentrations, pH, base excess, and anion gap in both dogs and cats, and looked for any correlation of these values to an increase in mortality risk. First, let's review two parameters in the venous blood gas that often confuse people, anion gap and base excess. Let's start with the anion gap. Anion gap is the calculated difference between serum or plasma cations and anions. This equation is used to help try to identify the cause of a metabolic acidosis. A higher than normal anion gap should lead the clinician to look for causes within the patient to have elevated concentration of anions, the most common being lactate, beta-hydroxybutyrate, acetoacetate, which are both ketoacids, phosphate, and sulfate, associated with kidney injury. If the anion gap is normal, yet the patient is experiencing a metabolic acidosis, that means that the body has lost too much bicarbonate, which is being replaced by chloride, and signals a clinician to look for a reason for bicarbonate loss, such as gastrointestinal or renal losses. Rarely does a negative anion gap occur, but hypoalbuminemia will decrease the anion gap, and so a corrected equation should be used in the presence of hypoalbuminemia. Next, let's look at base excess. This is VetGirl's go-to measurement on the venous blood gas. The base measurement ignores respiratory causes of acid-base disturbances and instead focuses only on describing the metabolic contribution to the acid-base status. If there is a low amount of base in the body, this is coined negative base excess or a base deficit and represents a metabolic acidosis for example, negative 15. On the opposite spectrum, a large amount of base in the blood creates a base excess and represents a metabolic alkalosis, for example, positive 15. The anion gap can then be used to help identify whether a metabolic acidosis, base deficit, is caused by addition of too much acid in the blood or too much loss of bicarbonate. If the anion gap is elevated with an existing base deficit, this means there's too much acid in the blood, such as keto acids, in a DKA cat. If the anion gap is normal with an existing base deficit, this means that there's too much loss of bases, such as gastrointestinal or renal losses of bicarbonate. So, back to the study. Cohen and all retrospectively evaluated medical records from dogs and cats presenting to the William R. Pritchard Veterinary Medical Teaching Hospital between January 2010 and December of 2011 that had blood gas analyses performed within two hours after initial presentation. Their values were then compared to survival to discharge. A noteworthy limitation of this study is that the authors included euthanasia as a cause of death instead of only analyzing the pets that died as a result of their disease in hospital. We know that financial limitations often play a role in owners' decisions on whether or not to proceed with treatment, so this study's findings may be skewed by the inclusion of euthanasia as a cause of death. Patients were said to have hyperlactatemia if their plasma lactate levels were greater than 2.5 millimoles per liter. Dogs were categorized as having metabolic acidosis if their pH was less than 7.32 and their base deficit was less than negative 4 millimoles per liter. If they fit these criteria for metabolic acidosis and had a concurrent hyperlactatemia, they were further categorized as having a lactic acidosis. Cats were categorized as having a metabolic acidosis if their pH was less than 7.34 and their base deficit was less than negative five millimoles per liter. If they fit these criteria and had a concurrent hyperlactatemia, they were also categorized as having a lactic acidosis. A total of 566 dogs and 185 cats had a venous blood gas analysis performed. Of these, about half of the dogs, 53%, and one-third of the cats, 30%, were hyperlactatemic. Almost half of the hyperlactatemic dogs had a concurrent acidosis and were labeled as having lactic acidosis, 42%, while a much smaller percentage, 17%, had an elevated lactate without an acidosis. What was interesting to discover is that in the dogs, lactic acidosis was found to be associated with the highest mortality rate at almost 60%, while those that had an elevated lactate and a normal pH had a similar mortality rate to the dogs that had normal lactate measurements. These findings suggest that in dogs, lactate alone was not a good predictor of mortality, but rather the combination of acidosis and an elevated lactate was a better predictor of mortality. The most common diseases presented by the dogs that had an elevated lactate included, in descending order of incidence, traumatic injuries and hemorrhage, neoplasia, and gastrointestinal disease. Of the cats that were included in the study, again, the majority of cats had a concurrent lactic acidosis, 80%, whereas only 9% of cats had hyperlactatemia with a normal pH. Interestingly, Cats with only hyperlactatemia and a normal pH had almost the same incidence of mortality, almost 45%, as the cats that had a lactic acidosis, 49%. This finding suggests that in cats, lactate alone is a good predictor of mortality with or without a concurrent lactic acidosis. In hyperlactatemic cats, the most common diseases included, in descending order of incidence, urinary tract disease traumatic injuries and hemorrhage, and gastrointestinal disease. This study found that in dogs, venous blood pH was an independent predictor of mortality. The pH was found to be even more important than the anion gap when looking for prognostic information. However, this study only used the traditional anion gap equation that does not correct for hypoalbuminemia. Albumin is a negative acute phase protein, and so is often low in our critically ill patients. One potential limitation of this study is that, by not using the corrected anion gap equation, this study may not adequately evaluate the utility of the anion gap as a prognostic indicator in this patient population, since the anion gap, again, is heavily influenced by albumin. The pH of feline venous blood was not found to be a significant prognostic value. Only the lactate level was a prognostic value. Therefore, the acid-base information of the feline population did not have any independent prognostic value as it did in dogs. So what do we take from this Vet Girl podcast? Based on this study, in dogs, evaluation of the pH in combination with lactate levels can act as a predictor of mortality with lactic acidosis carrying a mortality risk of a little over 50%. However, in cats, they found that initial lactate alone was a predictor of mortality, and the pH or anion gap did not add any predictive value. There are limitations to the study, such as using cases that were euthanized as a cause of death, which opens a door for financial considerations to affect the study results. In addition, the corrected anion gap equation for hypoalbuminemia was not utilized to remove the effect of hypoalbuminemia on this measurement and may have misleading results. That said, This study was really helpful in that it provides some evidence-based medicine on counseling pet owners about their critically ill patients with venous blood gas disturbances. When in doubt, make sure you're utilizing your venous blood gas appropriately.